What's up, you guys? This is Coco Jones, and you know I got soul. Period. Coco, it's crazy because I actually interviewed you back in 2015 when Let Him Know came out. Oh, whoa. So it's been a long time coming. (laughs) That's a blast from the past right there. Exactly. Well, thanks for sticking around. No, absolutely. This is definitely a good interview. You get to see all the growth. Yeah, and that was the cool thing was just watching your growth and just like, especially now with the EP out and just seeing all the success you're experiencing. So, I mean, I'll kick off the interview, Coco. You know, we last spoke in 2015, obviously a different time for you. So take me back to a young Coco Jones during when we spoke and, you know, how she would be reacting to this recent success that you've been experiencing. Man, Um, I mean, very similar in the fact of, like, it just kind of feels surreal that all of the things that you work towards are like materializing, you know? And like my prayers have kind of changed. It's now it's more like help me to maintain this and stay grounded and stay grateful instead of like make this happen, please, you know? (laughs) So um, I think surreal would be the main emotion. But also I think uh, 2015 me would be less surprised because Mm. so much has happened since that year that like humbled me and grounded me that I feel like I'm just more um, just like shocked that that things have turned around so much, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, just talk about that journey for you. 2015, you had kind of left Disney, you went independent, you were trying to figure it out. I think at that time you were just about finished school. So from then until now, finding your sound, discovering yourself as an artist, like what was that process like for you? Um, it was hard. I mean, I, I think because I came from a child in the industry type of background, I didn't know my identity. And when kids are in high school, figuring it out and like having all these real life experiences and going through, you know, things way beyond their years, I was on set working. So my work ethic was way beyond my years and my business mindset. But personally, I feel like I was a little delayed in figuring out my identity. And so I think that tying into me as an artist made it more more difficult to try and categorize what I what I am because I didn't know personally and then I didn't know what I wanted to sing about or write about all the time because I'm still figuring out who I am, still living life. Um, but I think there's good and bad to that. The tenacity that I gained from being a child actor made it so that I was going to get to this place regardless. Like I, sometimes I look back and I'm like, wow, I really cannot believe I stuck it out. Some of these, (laughs) some of these days were really scary, but I think because I learned so much about, um, rejection and through these auditions and and just keeping, keeping my faith to like get to those yeses, it kind of helped me to go through this process of finding my artist identity, no matter how long it took. Wow. And I'll tell you, Coco, so I have my partner Nico on with me, and he is a huge fan of the EP. I am as well. But Nico, why don't you give Coco your thoughts on the EP? I know you have um, some questions for her about it. Yeah, yeah, Coco. You know, it's great to to see R&B coming out now that I can actually just get into and just listen to the whole thing and thoroughly enjoy it. Um, and there's a few songs that made me wish I was a girl. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, that's hilarious. I swear. 
Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's congratulations on it. Uh, very good. And I just want to know what's the meaning behind the title. Was there a certain message that you had about the whole project? Yeah, so what I did, well, thank you. Happy that you want to be like, you know, in the community. You're welcome. You're welcome to join. <laughs> um, I think what I didn't tell you is really just like my real life stories as I was figuring out who I am. I think so many people, especially now, recognize me from Hillary and from Bel Air and they are completely surprised that I sing. And then they're really surprised that I sing well and they just don't know enough about me. So these are the stories that like are off screen that like, you know, were part of my life and part of my journey of figuring out myself, turning up and, you know, being crazy, adventurous, being in my feelings, being in my bag. Like these are these stories that are off camera that I wanted to share. Wow. So Coco, just the reference back to our interview in 2015, something that really stood out to me during that time was, you know, you talked about the music that you were making and how you still wanted to do, you know, poppy stuff, but you really wanted to create, you know, R&B music. And when I hear a song like I See You, like, I feel like that's a record that you've wanted to make your whole life and it finally came together for you. Is that kind of how, how it was for you as well? I See You is more a record that chose me more than I chose it. Mm. I feel like, like you said, I did want the bops and I wanted those things that like I could think in my mind this will definitely chart like this is a formula I want to follow that formula but that's like that's not me being authentically me that's me being strategic and a hustler you know right but like when I say ICU chose me when I heard the music I couldn't just skip that track and go to like the next song that I would think might do numbers I had to like follow the song follow the music that called me and I feel like that was one of the times where I was being the most authentically an artist because I didn't care how popular the song was going to be. I just wanted to like express myself and match that beauty that the music, the music presented to me. Yeah, I just love vocally what you did on that record. Um, I know Camper, you guys worked a lot together. Like, what was it like in the studio with him? Camper is such a blast. He's so humble and um, he's very creative. Like some producers, like they just kind of do what they need to do but someone like him who can play instruments and like really immerse himself in the music and and the details is very inspiring to me because i radiate and match that energy like when i can tell that somebody's like ready to just like ideate and start a idea off of like me opening a soda can and like you know like whatever <laughs> we are inspired by like we'll figure it out it just i feel like it brings out the greatness in the room and he definitely brings out great things in me wow and that kind of leads me to this other question uh, about Double Back. Uh, the mm -hmm. on that, I love it. You know, everybody loves rain. It's just, you know, it's a hard, hard sample to kill, and I, I think you did that. So I was curious, what, what made you choose that beat? And I'm curious if one of your inspirations is SWV. Uh, well, of course, Coco in SWV. I, I got to give her the shout out because there's only a few Cocos around here, okay? <laughs> But um, no, I mean, women like the groups SWV, they, they paved the way for me. So I always draw inspiration from them. I feel like they're the blueprint. Um, London on the track is who produced that one. And London, basically, he had this kind of similar producer story with me where they don't know how well I can sing and what I can do. And so they come in there and like they show me these beats and I'm like, LOL, no. 
And then I'm like, this is what I can do. And then they're like, oh my God. And then they're like super creative and they have all these concepts and ideas. So that's kind of like how our story progressed. And one day I go in the studio, he's like, I have this idea that I've been thinking about it. I created this track just for you, let's go. And I, I was like, oh, period, this is fire. And then, yeah, we just knew we made some fire that day, but he started it. <laughs> that's interesting. I mean, that, that kind of goes with this one too. So no chaser. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm overthinking the, the chorus, but it sounds like Genuine's Pony, the melody in the chorus. So <laughs> it is that, how did that come about? Or just that the you could talk about going on up in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, it was definitely inspired by um, Pony, for sure. It's definitely interpolation, for sure. Um, I think what I was going for in the moment of creating that of putting even that inspiration in the song was like I just wanted it to feel like I was carefree and I was in the club and I don't know what it is about Pony but it just it makes me feel like you just like on some like whatever type stuff like you're just lit I don't know it's just like such a fun song and it's like every time you hear it like everybody like gets all enthusiastic and it's like it's energy it's very like very urgent so I think when I was making No Chaser and we were writing it um, I kind of just like kind of sang the melody and I wanted to see everyone's reaction and everyone like paid attention and they're like what the hell like you know what I'm saying like so I just felt like it just fit the song it was a fun way to like honor the past while like keeping that same energy and urgency and like talking my stuff and Coco I gotta bring up this one you know obviously we have Caliber uh, my boy Eric Hudson he, he produced that one and I was like alright Coco's on to something but when I heard Headline and then there was that part where it's like I'm a landmine. You don't want to see my bad side. I'm like, you gotta have, you gotta be able to pull that off if you're gonna sing a line like that. Just talk about creating that one. Uh huh. Um, headline. I actually had heard the concept before, um, and it was sent to me. And at the time, it was perfect. It was a perfect storm because I was already pissed off at a couple of a couple a couple people. And so a lot of my songs, like some of them, they do have like that relationship type inspiration but some of them I'm talking to like some of them I'm talking to myself Mm -hmm. some of them I'm talking to like the haters and the doubters or like the opposition and headline for me I wasn't necessarily talking about a guy I'm more talking about people who are doubting me Mm -hmm. when I put this one on the EP it's more like y'all don't want to see how I turn up like people are doubting me but when I really get active when I really get active I'm a force to be reckoned with so don't play with me (laughs) play with your kids Nice. <laughs> I kind of want to shift gears to this girls' night out project. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how did it feel to be a part of this? You know, with uh, with Babyface, but more importantly, all these women who are like at the top of R and B right now. You know what I mean? Let's, you know, it's not like all these nameless people. Like these are the top of R and B right now. So how did that feel to be a part of that project? I mean, I was so. And I was, I mean, I was just so beside myself because this, this project is all the girls. So like, for me, it was just like me checking off one of my goals just to be recognized as a real R&B type girl, you know? That's what, that's what I really wanted for years, to be considered a real artist and not just an actor who sings. So being in this catalog with these other amazing R&B girls is just like, it's just what I, what I've been hoping for. 
Now, Coco, kind of take me through the timeline of when you were collaborating with Babyface and you working on your EP as well, because like what I love about the record you did with Babyface is it has such a big chorus, and that's what we love from our R&B records, those big choruses, those great vocals. Like, Did that kind of inspire you when you were creating your EP, or just take me through the timeline? And if, and if it didn't, you know, what did that experience with Babyface, what do you think that helps you with musically going forward? I mean, learning from Babyface, I really learned how to take my creative choices and run with them and not second guess. I'm such a, like, overthinker, and, like, I just wanted to all be perfect, but Babyface really, he just let our song come to him. And even though the, the album was pretty much done and, like, they had to make due dates and everything, I didn't feel any of that from him. I just felt like, you know, he's a legend for a reason. Like, what's... What is for him, like sonically and musically, is gonna come to the song. Like, there's no need to like be pressed. And I feel like that was one thing I learned. Like, man, I can have a lot more relaxation and still create a bop because that's what we did. Right. <laughs> right. I love that. Um, we have one more question before you know, we let you get out of here, Coco. But I do want to say congrats on everything. You know, I see what you're doing. Thank and you. Watching. So you're a really busy person between Fresh Prince and you got the show with Terrell, like, you know, you're doing your thing. So how do you balance all that to focus on music? Um, It's a hard thing to do because I feel like I have two employees. One is my show and one is my music, and they both, they both don't care about the other. They both want me there, you know? So it's hard. I'm not even going to cap to you. I'm like, wow. <laughs> not me getting what I prayed for and being like, oh, crap. Um, but I think for me, I know what I want at the end of the day. I knew that when Hillary was all over the place, I didn't want people to not have music to also listen to. So that means that I have to be able to compartmentalize and like be present when I'm on set and then forget all of those characters and those lines and be me, find me, make music that like is timeless and classic and do that until I can't no more. So like that day if i've been on set for 15 hours i may not be able to be in the studio for eight but those three to five i'm really going to be like let's do something meaningful like if it's not if it's not different if it's pulling me if it's not authentic stop scratch start from scratch restart or like, like see y'all tomorrow because i can't like not give my full self to this if i'm going to give my full self to you know my show it's just more about like what's important to me and figuring out ways to do what's important to me to the best of my ability, yeah. Wow. There's no balance to that, though. It looks, it doesn't look the same at all every day. It looks different every day. Right. You, you just have to push through no matter what. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, Coco, that, that's all that we've got for you. You know, we're really proud of what you've been able to accomplish. Like I said, I spoke to you in 2015, and, you know, a lot of artists that I've spoken to from 2015, it, it's kind of hard, you know, years later to kind of reemerge and be in the position that you are so we're definitely proud of you for that and we can't we're looking forward to what you have coming up um so that's all the questions that we had is there anything that you'd like to add no you guys asked some really great questions thank you guys so much for like sticking around and um i mean i'm excited for more you guys saw me when i was singing let them know um, i was an independent artist yeah. my mom was my freaking creative director and he was trying to make it work but um you know, we're just starting. This is just the beginning. So you guys keep rocking with me. So you guys keep rocking with me. 